Straight from Washington, D.C., right across from the Capitol, this is Special Session with former Congressman John Porter, where you'll hear from the most interesting people in America. Here is your host, John Porter. Welcome to a Special Session from Washington, D.C. I do have a special guest with me today, and that's Todd Brown, who's the Vice Pre- President and General Manager of Fox 5, the affiliate in Las Vegas, Nevada, Henderson, Nevada, and probably the whole state for that matter. We're really happy that you're here, Todd. Happy um, to be here. It's a pretty historic time. Of course, every day today is historic in Washington, D.C., but uh, you're here at the Nevada Embassy across the street from the Capitol. So first, Todd, just tell us, why are you here? Why, why is Fox 5 and, and you're here this week? What's happening? Well, it's, it's, we're here, it's uh, NAB State Leadership Week, and uh, every, every, uh, every year we have this to, to come into, uh, into, into Washington, D.C. and talk about uh, issues that are facing broadcasters across the nation. So um, all the broadcasters kind of descend on the city, um, and then we break off uh, and, and talk to our state legislators, <coughs> excuse me, and, um, and, and talk about issues, uh, national issues of interest that affect us uh, in the state uh, of Nevada and, and to bring those light to our legislators on, on what we can talk about and, and how we can maybe come together and solve some of these issues that we're faced with and, and um, making sure that our, our viewers and listeners uh, among our member stations are, are truly represented uh, and, and, um, and, and we're protecting the rights uh, of, of broadcasters uh, and, and protecting First Amendment rights, basically. So, so we have been friends uh, since about 2002 when you came to Nevada. Uh, so even prior to that, you were in the broadcasting business. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, of course, a hot topic that I won't let, let you get away without talking about, <laughs> and that is this fake news stuff. And yes. I've always said I'd like to be the uh, chief of police of fake news. Mm-hmm. Uh, been involved in politics a better part of my life, but you know, very uh, specifically, you know, we talked about this the other day when we walked to the Capitol together. Mm-hmm. You know, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams were probably the originators of fake news, and I'm not going to get into a lot of history, but tell me about that. What's happening? You know, I, I of course, don't always agree with many journalists, uh, whether it be print or, or broadcasting, because it's opinion, but then there are those that do a, a tremendous job of providing a public service. So yeah. tell me what's happening in the fake news department. <laughs> uh, well, there's no fake news department where I, where I live and reside and, and uh, at the station that I oversee. But, um, you know, when, when I first started out, I started out I, on both sides of it, in radio news and, also, and also television news. Um, you know, we, we always try to be neutral. We always want to be fair and present both sides. And, and um, you know, I can say that, that uh, in our newsroom that we run locally in Las Vegas and, and serving Southern Nevada, uh, we'd rather be f- um, not first, we want to be right. So our sourcing is important and, and the story being truthful is important rather than being, being first. Everyone wants to be first and, 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 and get that breaking news out there, but for us, we want to make sure it's, it's vetted and, and correct and right before we, we go with it. Um, but no, I, I think that um, I, I think the cable news landscape has changed. Um, the competition for eyeballs, competition for ears uh, certainly gets more and more competitive all the time, and, and there's a lot of sources. Uh, and I think that's, that's uh, the CNN uh, of the worlds go one way, MSNBC goes one way, um, Fox goes their way. 
uh, and, and I think it's I think it's made it very difficult uh, for people to figure out uh, what what is um, is is truthful in, in most of, of that and um, in, in that reporting and and there is it's not uh, it's not that it's fake news it's it's news presented to uh, favoring uh, a side or an issue and, uh, and and some people sometimes when they're viewing that have a hard time disseminating uh, and, and it's up to them to determine the facts and, and making sure that uh, all those stories are vetted, vetted. Um, but but sometimes too what's now taking place is uh, Facebook uh, is is on the scene and, um, and and a lot of internet portals that are that are delivering news and of which now are public opinion um, iPhones Androids everyone is becoming into um, the space uh, as a journalist themselves so um, everyone thinks they're a journalist now and, and so how do you disseminate what is what's truthful especially on on the net um, and then and then you know what is leaning in your opinion on on cable news channels uh, I know as, a, as an affiliate and the affiliates that we have in the state I know that they're very good and accurate reporting uh, I know that we were talking about today the the, the Reno stations were reporting on the flood and uh, I know that you know that was very truthful information and very accurate information and up-to-date information and, and gave people vital information that, that saved lives. And it seems to me people are uh, in tune more than ever today to the news in some shape or form and, and talking about competition here in a moment but back to just the information flow. Uh, you know as, as a former mayor and uh, state senator and a member of Congress, I've always been dependent upon fair, accurate news. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, I spend hour, hour and a half every day reading multiple newspapers. Now online, of course, that changes. Mm -hmm. it, it, it may be, when I read it at 6 a.m. in Washington, it may change by 7 a.m. somewhere else. Uh, also, uh, trying to watch the major networks, cable news, because People depend upon our advice here based upon facts, but it has to be so difficult now for, um, in the political world, uh, the voter who is tuning into to Fox 5 uh, and other uh, stations, how difficult it is to know what to believe and what not to believe. And you know, there was a day when you, you pretty much could you know, pick your station and right. it seems like it's such an echo chamber now. People hear what they want to hear, mm -hmm. they tune to stations that tell them what they want to hear, they mm -hmm. read magazines or newspapers that tell them what they want to hear, and literally an echo chamber. You go online on a computer and you, you, you know, I like the Rolling Stone. I don't agree with their editorial, but I'm a music guy. But I'm bombarded now with, with, with political information that isn't, I don't necessarily agree with. So what would your advice be today? Where, of course, turning to, to Fox 5 would be the first thing, but let's say they don't have that option. <laughs> I'm where glad do, you said that. I was going to say yeah, that. Where do people turn for, you know, to get the facts? It's very difficult. It, it, no, it is, and, and it is, and, and, it, and you're right. It's an echo chamber, and, and people do want to align themselves with news that, re that, that reinforces their opinion or reflects their views or, or their lifestyle. and, and um, uh, you know that's that's. Uh, I think you have to to choose wisely and, and read between the lines and, and educate yourself. I think it's, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, as a as a politician, you're probably you know equal access. Well, it's kind of the same thing as a viewer. Is I think you should give uh, a lot of uh, there's choices out there. So I think you don't spend your time too much in in one in in one space um, to where. 
uh, they, they, that can easily reinforce and, and ignite, I think sometimes in some people, uh, things that, um, you know, that they get so blindsided and so one-sided that, that um, there's other differing and, and varying schools of thought. Certainly there's, an, there's opinions and, I, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, especially professionals in, in broadcasting, but again, I know how difficult it is uh, and I can imagine you know, policymakers, whether you're in a city council or state legislature or federal government, they turn to news sources as well for mm -hmm. facts. But I know we could talk about this for hours and it's probably not going to go away, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate the years of working with your team, Fox 5. Uh, my best to John, who does a great job. He does. Uh, but uh, again, we appreciate your thoughts for another time. We'll continue. But back to the Nevada broadcasters. Sure. Uh, it's uh, an honor for us to be able to spend some time talk about issues impacting the, the affiliates of all stations in Nevada. So how has it changed? Uh, you're the, you're the uh, chairman of the Nevada Broadcasters. How has how broadcasting changed? Well, it, it used to be really that in television, um, you know, there was, there was the, well, it used to be three affiliates, and then there was four when Fox came along, and, and then there's, you know, my and CW. Because that, basically Fox was a disruptor as well. Fox was a disruptor. Uh, it was, it was. And... Um, and it was it was kind of formed on um, disgruntled CBS affiliates at the time, uh, back in the in the late '80s, mid '80s. Uh, but um, but no, it's 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 uh, you know technology is changing our business now more than ever, more rapidly than ever, and um, you know that's where I, I think that we have to stay on stay diligent in in our fight to keep to keep broadcast relevant and to keep uh, to to keep. Um, to keep broadcast in the forefront. Because yeah. it has to be difficult, you know, people getting news with uh, Twitter and I don't know, 140 characters or they're uh, turning to serious stations mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. uh, electronics. So how do you remain competitive? What, what's happening in the industry to remain, you know, in the forefront? Well, for us, it's, it's local first. So, um, you know, I, I, we, have, we produce now more local news than ever. I've got at my operation, I have two newsrooms. I have a, I have a lifestyle entertainment newsroom, and I have a true newsroom that, that gathers news every day. That that we're out um, reporting um, on on all the happenings in, in Las Vegas, whether it's a murder or, or an accident or crime scene or um, or news that that um, that's pertinent to to everyone's world that that, that lives in, in Southern Nevada. Um, but I, I think it's 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 just really hyper local, and and to make sure that we're um, we're tackling um, also very important issues within the community as well, and, and also a voice uh, for for people and an advocate for people. And your uh, your programming is again you're mentioning, but I've seen it through the years is very strong on local programming, uh, special interests of organizations that need help and assistance. Mm -hmm. So I applaud you. Uh, but you're in a highly competitive market. Mm -hmm. um, broadcasting now, especially in, uh, in, in, in fairness to the surrounding community, uh, Henderson, Boulder, and Mesquite, but you're, you have to be one of the most competitive markets in the world with the community of Las Vegas and all the glitz and you know, uh, pushing messages. And I, I often explain to people here in Washington that you know, the message from Las Vegas is we want people to come and enjoy, but there is a community there. There is. But you also are highly competitive. How does that work with the Nevada broadcasters when you have your competitors sitting around the table 
uh, talking about uh, common interest issues. How's that, how's that working out? Uh, very well. Um, you know, the Nevada Broadcasters brings us together to talk about these issues because it's um, all of us want to stay relevant and all of us want to stay, all of us have a passion for broadcasting and want, and want local broadcasters to, to remain relevant, um, not only in the business that we conduct every day, but also uh, relevant for, for the voice. We think it's very important that we, that we make sure that, um, that we are a voice for the people, we are an advocate for the people, and, and, that, and that we're holding um, politicians accountable, and that we're, we're, a whole, you know, that we're, we're there um, holding local government accountable, and, and, um, and things of, of, of major importance that, that um, you know, there is the accountability factor there. Well, Todd, I see your board, and of course, Mary Beth is doing a tremendous job, yes. association, but I see your board sit down, highly competitive uh, companies sit at the table and, and talk about what's best for Nevada. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a credit to you and your leadership and the members. Uh, talk about the foundation, some of the things you're doing. Because I've seen firsthand you, you're, you all set aside your competitiveness and try to find things that are good for Nevada. And you've created the foundation, the yeah. broadcast, what is that? Yeah, we have the Tony and Linda Benici uh, Scholarship Foundation. Um, uh, it's, it's ran by Tony's brother, Eric, and, and Eric does a great job of, of um, running the day operations of, of that. Um, the fundraising efforts, I think they started with, with uh, four scholarships, uh, what, five years ago, and, and now it's grown to this past, uh, this past year of the 28 scholarships, and hopefully we can keep, we can keep growing that number. And, and, and Linda and Tony are very proud of it because it's not just a partial scholarship. Uh, they're given full ride scholarships for four years. That their goal is not to have somebody um, graduating that that uh, that has student loans or encumbered um, with any any type of financial situation. Uh, and, and these these are these are for UNR and for Nevada and also for uh, uh, for UNLV. Uh, usually, it's, it's focused on the journalism, uh, the journalism schools, communication schools. Uh, but we also have branched outside there too because we've we've also got we also need to grow engineers and we need to grow um, you know we need to grow administrative people within our business as well too so it's it's um, so it's a little bit branching out now and as as we grow it we want to branch it even more well, plus all this all the uh, public service announcements I mean if there's anything happening in, in Nevada one from an emergency standpoint but also a public interest mm -hmm. uh, I, I know the stations invest of your own monies mm -hmm. millions of dollars trying to help right. the community so talk about your emergency response and some of the things some of the other things you do for the community well a few years ago um, there was and I forget which um, there was a campaign for for Matthews and and uh, we produced a, a documentary half-hour documentary on meth use and, and the effects of meth, um, and this is probably four or five years ago that we did this, uh, and, and it, it um, all the stations um, in Nevada, uh, television stations ran the show, we roadblocked it, uh, so at, it was this, the same time for all stations, and every station oh, nice. in the state of Nevada cleared the program, and, and um, Nevada Broadcasters, again, this year is gonna work with Governor Sandoval's office to talk about opiate use and opiate problems and, and, and how it's fingering in our communities and, and causing problems. And, and so um, that was one of his initiatives that, uh, that he talked about during the, 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 the state address. And um, so we decided to, to, to partner with his office and really get that, if that's something that he wants that's an initiative that is important to get out, then 
uh, we need to rally around that source and, 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 and get it out and, and making sure that we get the word out on that as well too. Well, you do a lot of great things, and I think sometimes take, people take that for granted. Well, you just kind of do it. Well, it, it, it's an investment on your part, and we appreciate what you do for the community. Uh, I, I think something else really important that's happening, and that is you're working with the Nevada legislature on some very transparent legislation to help with public notices. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Uh, it, it's uh, public notice has always been, and, and if we if we're able to be successful, with this will be the first state to do this, and and uh, we're hoping to be successful with it. Um, but uh, it's it's a public notices um, has always been in print, and um, so all of the, all of the newspapers in, in Nevada um, run public notices, whether tax roll meetings, um, bids, competitive bids, construction. Uh, so we're, we're trying to open that up um, to, um, to the Nevada broadcasters and uh, with, a, with a web portal uh, first and, and supporting it too with, with member stations. Uh, we feel that we have a, a bigger reach uh, and, and um, 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 we've built a better mousetrap, if you will, uh, on how we can, we can, um, we can create that and, and, and do a better job um, along with, you still have a choice, you can still, you can still use print if you want to. But uh, we want to um, just bring it to the 21st century. And so you're, you're, you're uh, pushing for legislation that would provide an option for local government, um, whether it be an RFP process for a public uh, being able to compete publicly. For, mm -hmm. But also, I know you're very conscious of the smaller communities and you're concerned. And I think some of the smaller communities are also worried about their local newspaper as well as some of the larger. But if I understand right, you're making sure that, uh, the, especially for these smaller communities, they can have a choice, as have you mentioned, choice. correct? That's right. Yeah, we we don't want to put anybody in business. We're we're just we're just looking to to enhance a system that we feel is a little old and antiquated, uh, and and that it's it's you know it's 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 I think it's a better use of of tax taxpayers' dollars and, and community city municipal dollars. Uh, if they have a choice, and, and and that it's 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 a competitive uh, competitive landscape. Um, it's 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 been a monopoly for years, and uh, with monopolies, there's obviously specialized pricing with that. So, I guess just give me two or three more things. Why is it different? Why sh why why would local governments, state government, government agencies want to use your site instead of print? Well, it, it's a choice, and and um, so it's 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 easier. Um, you know, you can. It's a. It's gonna be a website-based uh, information portal, so uh, it'll be fully ADA compliant. It's. It. Uh, you know, if you're vision, if you're visually impaired, or um, you can, you can easily uh, read or access the site, and and it's uh, multilingual. Um, so, it, and it will have special search figures, uh, search, um, search features in it. Uh, it, it's it's a very robust in real time in right? real time right in real time and and a lot of archived um, local state data that's that's that will be accessible for people to to see um, and you know so it's we're you know we're hoping that if if a, if a contractor is putting something out for a bid or um, that there that there's multiple people that can can access that and see that and 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 in that it, you know again it creates enterprise. There's also a liability situation, I'm sure. If you, if I were a small, or if I were a business and wanted to compete on a project in local government and it wasn't published uh, in a timely manner, I may miss the opportunity to bid on something as That's well. Correct. So from the private sector, 
but also from an individual, they want to know when a particular hearing is. Mm -hmm. uh, Multi-language, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, be able to find real time, and it's also fairly simple for the local governments to, to access and to upload working with the association. Correct? Yes, and and we you know we went to the we went to clerks and we asked them, you know, if there's a product out there that that would make your job easier, be more efficient. Um, that that could really help you with with public notices, uh, you know. So they they have their fingerprint on this too. We we've asked them, and and, and they're more willing to, to help us build this out. So when I was in the state legislature, it seems like a million years ago, but uh, I can remember legislation that would require or mandate some changes in in the public meeting posting. Again, you've said it a couple of times, but if I understand correctly, this, in, in essence, is an option. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a competitive option mm -hmm. for communities to, to be able to use your uh, technology or, with, with a choice, work with um, the local newspapers, if right. correct. Right, correct. But, but also, too, um, to add on what you're doing is, is uh, all, the, all the member radio and television stations will be promoting this site as well. So. Um, just that exposure that, that people people will know about the site. Um, we have a large megaphone in the state of Nevada, as you know, yes. and and we're going to use that megaphone to to really promote that site not only for use but also for uh, for people to 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 view and and to use. Well, again, Todd, I appreciate you being here, but in conclusion, I, I'd like to add that. Uh, the broadcasters are, are actually uh, unsung heroes, as we've talked about a little bit when it comes to supporting the community, but also have a lot of influence uh, across the state, um, not only because of your broadcast media, but your, uh, other, your colleagues are very active in the community, uh, numerous charitable organizations, uh, but your influence is broad. So we appreciate you taking time to be with us today. Um, but realize that it's a changing market and, and and you're looking for new ways all the time to communicate and I'm sure you're open for ideas and suggestions. Always, yeah, time. always. We're, we're always open and, and that's what we, we ask for. I mean, Facebook for us uh, is is uh, on all our, again, member radio and TV stations, Facebook is is, um, is engagement for us and, 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 and there's a lot of people now using that. Um, there's a lot of people that are on Facebook, you know, watching us, and 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 we can engage them one on one. So, and, and we ask them to engage us, and, and so that that helps us to um, give us a, an a pulse of what's going on out there, and an opinion of what's going out there, and and, and then people can can certainly um, can use that as a mechanism as well. Well, again, I'd, I'd like to say, uh, Todd Brown, thank you oh, very much for being a part of a special session thank you here in the literally across the street from the United States Capitol. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Uh, I'm former Congressman John Porter, a Nevadan, and uh, I'm proud to be your friend. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, John. This concludes another podcast of Special Session with former Congressman John Porter. Thank you for listening.